Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, you made it. Listener, out of the boxer, listening in your car, home, train, I don't know, plane. We've had some plane listeners. Sure. I've listened to our podcast on the plane. You've made it. <laughs> so, good. so I'm glad someone listens <laughs> yes. at some point, even if it's just us listening. <laughs> it's time to reveal the number one Alabama softball moment of 2019. Gray Robertson, Tom Canterbury here with you. Before we get to what number one is, quick recap. Number five, the eighth inning versus Georgia in the SEC tournament. Number four in regionals, game two against Arizona State, the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings. Number three, game two of the LSU series, the second and seventh innings, just spectacular work by the Alabama offense and by Montana Fouts to win the SEC. Number two, you just heard it last time, first inning versus the Florida Gators in the Women's College World Series, a first inning unlike any other. And now it's time for number one. And could it be anything else, Tom? No. It's the seventh and eighth inning, and key because the seventh was full of almost as much drama as the eighth. Yeah. But the seventh and eighth inning versus Oklahoma, the second time the two teams played in the Women's College World Series, this, of course, being the Caroline Hardy walk-off. Right, and just the fact that it's Caroline Hardy who, who was able to get this play, you know, a player who had, you know, was senior, had been a part of this Alabama uh, program for even the years before she was a player coming to camps and, you know, being a, a, uh, a lifelong uh, Alabama fan and, and getting the opportunity to play. And then, you know, being basically like an, an extra coach, mm-hmm. which is no surprise. She's on the Georgia tech staff now as, as a coach. Yeah. She was at uh, a, a conference. I think it was in FCA recently doing presentations. And I mean, she's right. going to be huge and to get a, power five and she's a volunteer assistant but to get a power five job right out of out of college pretty impressive very (laughs) so uh you know i expect you know great things from her as a coach but you know had had some struggles in in these exact situations and we had documented it well and there was a time i don't know what it finished up as but there was a time where alabama was one for Mm -hmm. pinch hitting in conference play right i mean this was something that had been a problem all year. No one, it was the one thing we said was missing from the team. No one on the bench was scary, pinch hitting wise. Mm -hmm. And then Caroline Hardy kind of started it in regionals against Arizona State. Right, yeah. And We've we've heard from her already. Yes. Yeah. And then little did we know what would happen in this game. And as we kind of tease in the last edition of this, I don't know if I've ever seen a softball game played to perfection quite like this was right. And that, and what you see a lot of times in softball, when it is at that high level, there's not a lot of scoring. No, it's not your, you know, you, sometimes the most exciting games are like the, those nine, eight type games that, we, that we've had uh, this year. And Alabama played, played those type of games sometimes, but when it's at the highest possible level, you're going to see a lot of two, one and one, nothing finals. And that's what we had here in this game. And, you know, and, and it was another situation where, Alabama was at the ballpark all day before mm-hmm. they finally got to play. You had weather, and then you had UCLA and uh, Washington 
going extra innings before you. You didn't know uh, when you were going to get to play. You didn't know if you won, if you were going to play right afterwards, or if it was going to have, you're going to have to watch UCLA and Washington play again before you got to play. There was a lot of, uh, there was just a lot of downtime there. But as we saw before the Florida game, the team stayed loose, the team stayed ready, and, uh, and they played at, at the highest level in this game against Oklahoma. Absolutely. And Montana Fouts, I mean, what a job. Just mm. the pitching performance of a lifetime in yeah. this game. Yes, yes. Yeah, as we have obviously documented, uh, Oklahoma's offense, uh, nothing to sneeze at. No. <laughs> if there's somehow an offense better than Arizona's was last year, it's Oklahoma's. Right. And she held both of them scoreless on the biggest stage in college softball. Crazy. For, uh, for 15 innings. Insane. Absurd, even. <laughs> and, right. and I'm including the seventh inning in this. And, you know, I, when we sent out the nominations list, I tried to keep it somewhat short. Arizona State notwithstanding that was just a long game with too much happening right but the seventh inning you kind of forget but you go back and listen and realize that Maris Schroeder was almost the hero because Kaylee Tao had the almost home run that's Mm. dropped right center fielder and Maris Schroeder had the walk-off if it were not for Nicole Mendez (sighs) Alabama's new kryptonite (laughs) making a diving catch yeah and Oklahoma had their chances in both these innings, too. Sure. It was just yeah. high-level quality softball that was beyond entertaining and so much fun to call. It really was. And Shay Knighton's gone, right? after this She's year. gone. Okay, just good. Just making sure. <laughs> That's something we're going to talk about in 2020, by the way. There are a lot of these teams that we've talked about that are losing a lot of the people that are featured in these clips. Right. So, and... And a lot of those teams are not named Alabama. That's right. That's, that's part of the, that's part of the thing is that Alabama, you know, losing the three seniors they lost, you know, and and, and how, you know, we talked about Mary Schroeder already. Caroline Hardy is going to be featured here, but I mean, the production overall that is coming back for this team is just phenomenal. Yes, and this moment was the precursor to the elimination. We'll talk about that in the outro, but at the time. Hmm. Just pure bliss. Right. I mean, you'll hear it in the call. Uh, I forget Chloe Anderson's last name on the way <laughs> home. Uh, I, I I almost call it a solo home run. Yes. Uh, but I I think it kind of adds to the charm. Yeah. I, I genuinely <laughs> yell. Right. Because that's me. That That's, you know, we try and we do our jobs. We're the Alabama radio team. We're, you know, we're leaning Alabama, but we right. keep it real. I, we, we let it go. Right. You know, you know that we want Alabama to win. Right. But I, I, you know, notwithstanding what you see on the GoPro, uh, I don't. I will say we're not overly homerish. No, we're not. During the broadcast. we're very fair. We're I think, always I think so. honest. I think so. The go is <laughs> one of the very rare times where I just did not care. Couldn't, I was ordering Chloe right. Anderson to keep running from the press box <laughs> for the love of Pete. Get home. Run. Oh my gosh, Chloe. <laughs> Please, I can't do another inning of this. Please. Because <laughs> if you score, we're going to have to do a whole other game of it. <sighs> right. So, what but, a moment. Yeah, it was just, uh, and again, as we said, the fact that it was Caroline Hardy to be able to come through in that situation, her first ever hit in Oklahoma City, and just to be to do it as a senior uh, to win that game, just mm, amazing. We've stalled long enough. Let's get to it. <laughs> it's the seventh and eighth inning versus Oklahoma. Second time the two teams met in the Women's College World Series. You know what this is, and you can't wait to hear it. Stay tuned because it's happening right now.
We head to the top of the seventh inning. Still 0-0. Alabama and Oklahoma. Do up for the Sooners here in the seventh. Do you even really want to say it? No. <laughs> Shane Knighton's going to lead off. Nicole Mendez and Lindsey Elam. I guess we have to inform the people. You're right. Well, ESPN, if you're watching and listening to us, ESPN's about to show a package of all the time Shay Knight and has broken our hearts since what feels like 2006. Right, and this is on ESPN 2 now. They've switched over. But in, uh, unfortunately, the two historic times she's broken Alabama hearts, the two times in her career, were both in games like this. Right. And they were both, though, with Oklahoma in the, as the home team. That's true, too. So. She can't walk it off. No. But... And neither one of them were against Montana Fouts. That's right. So let's see what happens here. In the top of the seventh inning, three total hits in the ballgame. Two by Oklahoma, one by Alabama. Sooners have left five runners on to Alabama's one. Shea Knighton steps in. She's one for two with a single and a strikeout. Got to throw strikes, obviously, for Fouts. Get ahead of the count. First pitch. In there for a strike on the outside edge. No balls and one strike. That'll work. There you go. Again, just what a spectacular showing from Montana Fouts today. So many reasons for Oklahoma to be hitting all over today, and she's not allowing it to happen. The 0-1 is a little further outside this time, (laughs) 1-1. So many reasons why she was the deserving National Freshman of the Year as well. Yeah, that voting body, shame on you. Mm. Committee's had a a rough, uh, rough year. The 1-1. Going outside, two and one. Now, if you get through this inning, if you're Alabama, it's a good part of the order coming up. You got Bailey Hemphill leading off, Kaylee Tao, who hasn't had a good day, but we know what she can do, and then the kryptonite of Oklahoma, Claire Jenkins. <laughs> you got to get through this top of the seventh. Two-one pitch, swing and a miss. Two and two. Just blew that one right by Knighton there. We don't have a radar gun in front of us, but. That had to be 70-plus. Easily. Amazing that the velo is still that high for Fouts, considering all the work she's done in the last 24 hours. The 2-2. That's a fly ball to shallow center. Melissa Brown's there. She makes the catch for out number one. (laughs) Little victories, Tom. (laughs) And then there are big victories like that to get Shane Knighton out in the seventh. I'll take it. Yes. It's big time right there. So with one out. That brings up Nicole Mendez. No, uh, no rest, no time to exhale. And yeah, you hope Nicole Mendez isn't the Shea Knighton for Montana Fouts that Knighton was for Osorio. That was a lot of lines drawn. That but was, you know what I mean. First pitch. That one is lined to left field. That's down for a base hit. So a single for Nicole Mendez going opposite way. One out puts a runner on first. But I don't mind it because it's just a single. Right. And you're going up against the part of the OU order that hasn't done much against Fouts all week. I think the important thing is to get Elam and Lyons and not allow Romero to come up. Well, that's the key. I mean, you've got to end the inning with these next two batters. If you give Romero a chance, that means somebody's in scoring position, and uh, that, that will be really tough. So Lindsay Elam will step in. She was pinch hit for her last time up. She struck out looking her first time. Squares round to bunt and bunts this one foul. No balls and a strike now on the catcher. Alabama defensively here. If Elam lays down a bunt, 
They have to be willing to take the out at first. Only look at second if it's an easy, easy play. Otherwise, don't risk it because an error would end the year. Outs looks in. The 0-1 pitch again squares around to Bunt. Bunsen misses at this one. No balls and two strikes. And look down the third baseline. Patty Gasso with a slap of her hands in frustration. Elam unable to get the bunt down. One interesting technique by Elam. Rears up the left leg, brings down the bat, brings it. That was weird. Yeah. The 0-2. Swinging away this time. Fouts knocks it down and cannot control it. And that puts runners now on first and second as Montana Fouts could not get the ball with her bare hand. She knocked it down with her glove and then I think looked up before she had the ball in her hands and knocked it away from herself. And now you got runners on first and second on the second air of the day by the Crimson Tide. And that's just nerves, I think. Yeah, she was looking She was looking right at first, trying to find the ball. Hmm. And now the defense will come and talk to her as Patty Gasso calls time. Opening here for Oklahoma. Oh, boy. Yeah, just a tough break there. And Fouts knocked it down. I don't think she was ever trying to go to second. I think no. she was going to go to the first base to get the first base to get the out. It's but just then, a classic uh, mistake. Yeah. Looked up before she had the ball in her hand. Now the entire Bama defense coming in to defensive infield, I should say, coming in to talk with fouls here. And it's Reagan Dykes leading the charge, the captain behind the plate. Loudest the crowd's been all day. Yep. Talked about the it factor, Tom. Heart, grit, all those words. But they're just words. Sometimes, and Alabama has shown that a lot this year. Here will be a great moment to continue that against the best team in the country. Grace Lyons steps in. The first pitch pulls back the bunt, takes a called strike. No balls in one strike. And again, very important. Everybody play their assignments on the deep on defense in the infield. If that bunt is laid down, don't want to give a, away an extra base. No one's reached third base the entire game for either team. Got to be ready to cover if you're Jenkins in case we see a steal as well. The 0-1, that one is fouled off. Down the right field line, no balls and two strikes. That was scary. It's hung up in the air for a millennial. Outfield playing pretty in. Brown playing shallow center. Schroeder's playing a little bit deeper out and left, but they're ready to make a throw in case there's a base hit. Mendez calling for a rise ball over at second. See what pitch we get. The 0-2 is the rise, but Lions holds off one and two. Yeah, so you see that sometimes, a runner on second, trying to help with the pitch selection. Some batters want it, some batters don't. You're listening at home, you can hear this crowd. The one-two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got it with a rise. And there's two down. Oh, what a strikeout. <laughs> oh, man. And that was that eye-level rise. The skyscraper, Tom. And 
Wow, Lions just couldn't catch up. Oh, man, what a pitch by Montana Fouts. And what a response by her after the air. But, Tom, this is the biggest at-bat of Montana Fouts' career and will be most definitely the toughest she's ever faced against one of the three best players in college softball. Sydney Romero steps in. Runners on first and second, two outs. First pitch is fouled off down the left field line. Well hit, but foul. No balls and one strike. By Romero, the senior third baseman, who is one for three with a single on the day. Got to breathe if you're Montana Fouts. Trust your stuff. Your stuff is good enough. Outfield playing deep, so base hit probably scores for OU. The 0-1. Misses outside. They'll throw back behind the runner at second, but she's back in time, 1-1. I like that, though, if you're able to get Mendez. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Logan Dyke still has that shotgun ready at all times. Fouts looks in. Here comes the 1-1. Fouled off down the right field line this time. It's out of play. One ball, two strikes. Two outs here in the seventh. Now it's time for the Bama fans to get loud. This is what the Women's College World Series is all about, Tom. Man, <laughs> this does not get any better. What a moment here. Fouts looks in. The one-two. Fouled back. Tomahawk that prize ball foul. That was another skyscraper, and similar to earlier in the game, pretty surprised and probably pretty lucky that she was able to get any contact there. You want to see the Alabama dugout go crazy? <laughs> Finish off this inning. Outs looks in. Here comes another one-two pitch. Low and away, two and two. As stated earlier, Oklahoma 0 for 6 today with runners in scoring position. Alabama... Hasn't had a runner in scoring position all day, but OU's threatened since the second inning. Yeah. Since the first inning, really. First inning, yeah. Fouts has battled back. Can she keep being that warrior in the circle? The 2-2 pitch. Popped up. It's going to be foul. Back behind us. Count remains 2-2. Two two. Another rise ball there. She's got a piece of it. How you doing, partner? I'm all right. We're, we're I'm not it. good. <laughs> we are not okay. Things send help. <laughs> Fouts looks hit again. Now another 2-2 on its way. Popped up on the infield. Jenkins is there. She makes the catch. And Alabama gets out of it once again here in the top of the seventh inning as the Sooners strand two more runners on base for Oklahoma in the seventh. No runs on a hit. There was one error and two runners left on base. We go to the bottom of the seventh. The Tide can walk it off with 2-3-4 due up. That's Bailey Hemphill time. Oh, boy. Here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We move to the bottom of the seventh inning 
Still 0-0, Alabama and Oklahoma. Due up for the Crimson Tide here in the seventh. 2-3-4, Bailey Hemphill, Kaylee Tao, and Claire Jenkins against Shee Juarez in the circle for OU. Alabama has one hit on the day, and it was a single back in the first inning by Bailey Hemphill. Since then, Juarez has set down 18th, 18 straight Crimson Tide batters. But... You still got zeros on the board, so it just takes one, Greg. It does. You just need one swing. As I mentioned earlier, I thought it would take one swing. I didn't think uh, one swing would be enough, but it would be in this situation. And about last inning, what a pitch by Montana Fouts in on the hands to get Romero to pop out. This is what uh, this is what all these Alabama players have been working for, and yep. whew, they got to keep it better uh, together better than I am right now because <laughs> I can't take this. There. And we're playing to have a chance to play again. I <laughs> know. Oh, man. About 30 minutes from the end of game one, if Alabama is victorious, it'll be another matchup between the Tide and the Sooners. And as I said in the last inning, this is who you want up if you're Alabama. Hemphill and then Jenkins do up third. First pitch to Bailey. High for ball one. Hemphill is one for two. Singled, as I said, back in the first and fouled out in the fourth. The only base runner of the game for Alabama was that single by Bailey Hemphill in the first. And how big was it for Patrick Murphy not to pinch run for her in that first inning? Yep. Good foresight by Coach Murphy. 1-0. That's a strike on the outside edge. 1-1. 26 homers, 84 runs driven in for Bailey on the year. And I'll point out, because we did it against Florida, so I'll do it here. A home run would break the SEC single season record. It certainly would. I don't know what the RBI record is, but I don't care about that. The 1-1. Hemphill pops it up, and foul ground is going to get out of play. Toward us, actually. 1-2 and two now. Play the game on will the ball come off of the netting. <laughs> no, it's going to stay up there. It's a tough call sometimes. <laughs> the piping gets in the way. The wind is blowing a little bit more than it has most of the day from right to left. Bill asks for time before the pitch is thrown. Go back through the routine, stepping back into the right-handed batter's box for the 1-2 count. The pitch. And Bill takes it low, 2-2. Two two. As we talked about last night, Alabama's gotten it from... One through nine this year, but sometimes you have to rely on your stars. And Bailey Hemphill is a certified star, SC Player of the Year in the running next season. Can she get an early jump? The 2-2 pitch. Hemphill fouls this one off. Do it again. Two balls and two strikes. Hemphill recognized the off speed. Slowed down her swing to foul it off to stay alive. Two and two. This will be pitch 80 for Juarez in this game. Unbelievable. A 2-2. Again fouled off. One of the more extended at-bats of the game by any Alabama batter right here. Patrick Murphy asked for the Bama fans to get to their feet. We've got maybe 7% of the crowd here, <laughs> but they're making their presence known. Feels like an all or nothing at bat right here, Tom. You know, the UCLA fans still in attendance are rooting for Alabama. The 2 2 outside. The count is full. 3 and 2 now on Hemphill. 
No base runner since the first. No, nothing. Should we should we say it again? No one's been on base since <laughs> Bailey Hemphill in the first inning. No one's gotten to third the entire game. Payoff pitch. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Hemphill goes down on strikes. Looked like was a rise, and there's one down. And a little bit off speed as well. Juarez, that's just a good delivery to Hemphill on a tough battle. Eight pitches in that at-bat. Yeah, just a change-up, and Bailey couldn't yeah. catch up with it. Oh, that's such a dirty pitch. I initially thought rise because it was up in the part of the zone, but, yeah, you're right, it was off speed. So one down, that brings up Kaylee Tao. Can't let that strikeout deflate you for Alabama. First pitch is inside for ball one. Tao's 0 for 2 with two strikeouts. Again, it just takes one. Marissa Runyon, before the Grand Slam, was struggling so much she was pinch hit for the last time around. The 1-0. Waved and a miss, 1-1. One one. Then I guess I'll set the table for Kaylee Tao who's two for 11 in this World Series, but has driven in four runs and had that three-run shot against Florida. Biggest moment of her career, obviously. Just looking for something. The 1-1. Dow takes it outside, 2-1. Just what fight, though, from this team. one pitch. Tao with a fly ball to deep center field, ranging back, and she dropped she it. She dropped it she off dropped the wall. It. Off the wall. That's down. Kaylee Tao's on second base with one out. You couldn't see Mendez. I think she was sitting on the ball. She hit the wall as she was trying to make the catch. Sat on the ball, and now Kaylee Tao stands on second. The first Alabama batter to reach second base today, and she represents the winning run with one out in the bottom of the seventh inning. Mendez made a great effort, and it was in her glove, but it fell out because she hit the wall. Oh, man. Wow. And look who's up. Come on, Claire. Claire Jenkins stepping to the plate. Clutch Claire. 0 for 2 on the day. Last at bat, hit a long fly ball, just foul. First pitch outside for ball one. And how about Kaylee Tao, man? She had been unable to get anything in her first two at bats. And even the beginning of that at bat, the swing and a miss was horrid. <laughs> Getting a hold of a great drop there by Juarez that hung a bit too much. Missed ending the game by about two feet. But Alabama can end it right here. The 1 0. Jenkins takes a called strike, 1 1. First time Bama's had a runner in scoring position in this game as well. In this Women's College World Series, Bama's hitting 400 RISP, 10 for 25. Against Oklahoma, Alabama was 2 for 7 on Thursday. Juarez looks in. The 1 1. Jenkins takes it low and away, 2 and 1. And I'm a little bit I know Kaylee Tao's not exactly slow, but I'm a little bit surprised we're not seeing Chloe Anderson come in and pinch run. We might see that happen with two outs. Yeah. If Jenkins isn't able to get aboard. Because you know if there's a base hit, Patrick Murphy wants to send the base runner home, try and end it. The 2-1 pitch. Jenkins swings and misses, 2-2. Two and two. 
On deck is Maris Schroeder, the senior from Houston, Texas. And Clutch Glare at the plate. She's been the kryptonite and batting under 100 in this NCAA tournament. The 2-2 pitch. That one is blooped, and it's going to be caught by Juarez coming out of the circle, and there's two down. So close. Just was, got a little bit under it. Yeah. Pitch tailing away from her. She reached out, got it off the end of the bat. Offensive timeout called by Patrick Murphy. Murphy letting his displeasure be heard to Leah Dumb about at least one of those strike calls to Jenkins. And now the runner on second. There's two down for Maris Schroeder, who is 0 for 2 with a foul out and a strikeout. Had a three-run homer against Florida yesterday. And as we talked about all season long for the senior from Houston, not the best batting average, but when she gets hits, they're usually big ones. Yeah, just five hits in the NCAA tournament, three of those home runs. Seven runs driven in. Schroeder steps in, and here comes the first pitch from the lefty Juarez. That one's lined to center, and it's going to be diving caught made by Mendez for the out to retire the side as Mendez lays out in shallow center field to make the catch and save the game for Oklahoma because if that one falls, Alabama wins the game with Kaylee Tao scoring. But instead, we're going to extra innings. And it's a positive. I mean, that's the best inning of contact we've seen Alabama have all day. But boy, mm. that, that was Maris's moment. It's all right. Got to come back. We're going to extras. We're going to extras here. Second straight game here on semifinal Sunday in the Women's College World Series to go to extra innings with a 0-0 score. We had the top of the eight. Scoreless here on the network. When it comes to Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. We move to the top of the eighth inning. No score between Alabama and Oklahoma. Two up for the Sooners here in the eighth of you, Clifton, and Allo. 2-3-4 against Montana Fouts in the circle for Alabama. It's the Crimson Tide inches away from ending the game in the bottom of the seventh. A double off the bat of Kaylee Tao, which missed a home run by two or three feet. And then a diving catch by the, <laughs> the Alabama nemesis, Cole Mendez, and at center field, saving the game on what would have been a game-winning RBI off the bat of Mary Schroeder. Mm. Great catch. I mean, it's the best defensive team in the country, and now Montana Fouts has to be as good as she's been all year because, uh, as I've made clear, this is a part of the OU order that scares me. Romero's tough, but when she's coming up and has a chance to score, you know, typically you're not seeing people on base. This is the most dominant part of the Oklahoma order, and Fouts has to get through it. Holly Abu steps in. The first pitch is inside for ball one. And mainly it needs to be... You need a quick first out yeah. because OU right now is feeling really good after that Mendez catch. Fouts has to get a quick first out here and not let that momentum carry over into the Sooner offense. The view is 0 for 2 today with a walk. 1-0. There's a strike, 1-1.
First time since 2006 that there have been multiple extra inning games on the same day in the Women's College World Series. Wow. And both pretty similar. Uh, yeah. I hope we don't go to 11. I don't know if I can take that. <laughs> the 1-1 pitch. This is inside, 2-1. and one. It's so hard to fight out of the loser's bracket because if Alabama was to win the game like this, they still <laughs> got to play another one. Boy. The 2-1 pitch. That one's a hard hit ball to second. Wallace has it, makes the throw over in time. There's one down. And that'll work. Said need a quick out. Three pitches. Well done. Skylar Wallace, two. You know, again, this is a young infield for Alabama. They've got to be calm, and good job by Wallace, not rushing anything there to get the first out. Callie Clifton steps up now. 0 for 3 on the day. Pop out a strikeout and a foul out. First pitch. Right in there for a strike, 0 and 1. That one clocking in at 68, so Fouts a, a touch slower. Yeah, might she, be losing a little bit of ELO at this point. Yeah. Which means the offense, if Alabama's going to win, they got to score in a hurry. Needs to be in the bottom half of this inning or maybe the ninth, but who knows how much longer Fouts can go. She's thrown over 250 pitches in the last 24 hours. one pitch. Swing and a miss. No balls and two strikes. If Oklahoma wants to help. That's fine. <laughs> it would also help if they would start swinging at something. Please, outside of the, outside of the zone. I have a lot of respect for UCLA, but you'd, be, uh, you'd have to really find something to convince me that these aren't the two best teams in college softball. Yeah. The 0-2. Outside, one and two. UCLA has the best player. Easily. But I think up and down the, the two rosters, these are the two best. Well, it was such a – people might think that we were just whining and complaining, but it was it was a, a crime, a travesty, what's happening with the seedings here in this tournament. The one, two. Ooh, just misses outside, two and two. Alabama's got Dykes, Wallace, and Morgan due up in the bottom of the eighth. Got to get through the top half first. 2-2 two -two pitch. Fouled off. That'll get out of play. Do it again, 2-2. Two two. game is why this it doesn't get much better than this sport at this level oh. if you're not watching this i don't know what you're doing tonight <laughs> or listening to us two two is high and the count is full three and two as clifton is not going to offer it that rise ball friends at espn are going to be thrilled the ratings for this i'm sure are huge <laughs> 
Alabama, Texas got over a million for supers. It's got to be right there. Big pitch. Payoff pitch on its way from Fouts. That one's lined to center on the run is Brown. She makes the catch for out number two. Hard hit ball there by Clifton, but Brown, not much of an issue there, and there's two away. Just stayed up in the air long enough for Brown to get there. Doesn't have to dive. She's got the speed to get there in plenty of time, and off the bat, that was a little bit scary, not going to lie, but yeah. Alyssa able to erase, as always, out in center field. And now... I might just turn away. <laughs> Jocelyn Ello steps in. 0 for 1 with a line out and two walks so far today. Again, I'm not opposed to pitching a rounder. First pitch. Just misses outside for ball one. Dugout. Again, not happy with the strike zone right now. The 1-0. Fouled off of Allo's foot. She goes all the way down to the ground. That one came at either the top of her left foot or her shin. She's going to walk it off. Well, considering my comments about how hard she swings, I can only imagine how much that hurt coming off the shin or ankle wherever. ESPN trying to curse us, showing that Oklahoma doesn't have a home run in the Women's College World Series. Come on, Bimo, <laughs> why you gotta do that to us? So there might, might be Jimmy Softball back in the truck. <laughs> One of the 17 people is part of the <laughs> Seven Innings podcast. <laughs> our good friends of the Seven Innings Oh, yes, podcast. we're friends. We've had many of them on our show. At Out of the Box underscore pod. Mm-hmm. It's tense here in the booth, if you can't tell. <laughs> we're trying to assuage the moment. With some banter. The 1-1. Oh, man. Missed outside again, 2-0, I guess. But that was back up a 70, which is good. Camera keeps flashing. Stephanie Van Brakel pro throw, who is today, I think, really calling one of the best games ever in her Alabama pitching coach career. To to keep this offense off balance, that Mm -hmm. that takes a lot. The 2-1. Allo fouls this one off. Gets out of play down the right field line. The count is even up at two and two with two outs here in the top of the eighth, 0-0. Outs for the new softball. The 2-2. Line, oh, right pass. Maddie Morgan into left field. Schroeder has it and will throw it in quickly, but sliding into second is Allo. That one was on top of Maddie Morgan before she knew it. Thought she might have still been in the way of the ball, but it got past her. Now Oklahoma has a runner on second with two outs. That is going to be a double. It was a worm burner. It just went right under the legs of Maddie Morgan. I mean, like literally right under her. Morgan tried to block it, but it just got there too fast. I talked about how Allo can hit it so hard. That was maybe six inches off the ground. Right through the five hole. So now that brings up Grace Green. First pitch. Green gets the called strike this time. This fouts. No balls in one strike. I'm looking at the reverse camera angle. 
Oh, man, an inch. Mm. Morgan almost got the glove there in time. But if your foul's all right, got to respond. Defense has to be ready behind you in case there's a throw home. The 0-1, same play, same result. No balls and two strikes now on Grace Green, the designated player who is 0 for 2 with a walk, and she lined into a double play back in the sixth inning. Fifth time in this game, Oklahoma's had a runner in scoring position. Can foul Houdini her way out again. The 0-2. Oh. Ooh, a little further outside, 1-2. What a great softball game. What a great day for the sport. Entertaining UCLA-Washington game, and now this between two old rivals. One-two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got her with her eyes. And that will do it for the Sooners here in the top of the eighth as the double does not come across for the Sooners. No runs on a hit. No errors. One runner left on base. We move to the bottom of the eighth inning and another chance for the Crimson Tide to walk it off. We're still scoreless here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. to the bottom of the eighth inning. We're still scoreless. Alabama and Oklahoma. The Sooners with four hits to Alabama's two. OU airless. Tide has committed two errors. Oklahoma has left eight runners on. Alabama has left two. Two up for the Crimson Tide here in the bottom of the eighth inning. Dykes, Wallace, and Morgan, six, seven, eight. G. Juarez in the circle for the Sooners. She's thrown 92 pitches now giving up the two hits through seven innings. But we saw in the seventh inning, Alabama's offense finally starting to hit the ball harder against Juarez, had the double by Kaylee Tao. And if it was not for a tremendous diving catch in center field, the game would be over off the bat of Mary Schroeder. So hopefully the tide offense can kind of take some of that momentum moving forward here as they try to uh, force the if necessary game here on semifinal Sunday at the Women's College World Series. And as the defense came off, Kaylee Tao led the huddle. Allison Habits walked in and walked away because Kaylee Tao had something to say. And I hope what she was saying was what uh, got a ball to the wall in the last at-bat, or last inning, rather. Can Alabama do it? Reagan Dykes swings at the first pitch and misses. Four strike one. The senior catcher. Well for two on the day. With a ground out and a line out. Should add that she's a captain as well. Yep. Has been a leader for this team all year long. Big reason why Alabama is back here in OKC for the first time in three seasons. The 0-1. Dykes fouls it off, 0-2. Mendez back out there in center field, asking for the Sooner fans to be on their feet. The 0-2 pitch is low, 1-2. Good hold by Dykes. That's the pitch when Juarez has gone up 0-2. She's gone to a lot, that drop ball. Mm-hmm. Dykes able to hold off. Juarez with eight Ks today. She struck out nine on Thursday. She's been a force in this World Series, but you just need one swing. The 1-2. 
Dykes with a line drive past the second baseman into center field for a base hit. I thought for sure Clifton was going to catch that one, too. We're scarred, Dom. We're <laughs> but, scarred. But it got past her, and Alabama once again has the winning run on first base, and now we will see Chloe Anderson come out to run for Reagan Dykes on first as the senior captain gets the base hit. <laughs> that, I think, is the first time, as I looked on the notes to make sure, yes, that's the first time Alabama has had a, the leadoff person on in this entire game. Patrick Murphy obviously won't take any chances. I doubt we'd even see a hit and run. No, I think this is going to be a straight sacrifice by Skylar Wallace right here. Question is, can she get down the bunt? Got to get the bunt down here. Got to execute. Wallace is 0 for 2 on the day. The bunt is squared around. She does get it down. Knighton has it. Throws to first to get the out, but the sacrifice is executed well. Chloe Anderson's on second. There's one down. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Maddie Morgan is over in this World Series. This is what is called setting the table, folks. She is over in this World Series, but probably 70% of those line drives have been straight to people, including yep. a couple in this game. I think it's time she finds the grass, Tom. And that would be a wonderful time for that. Maddie Morgan steps in over two. She squares around a bunt, pulls it back. Takes it high for ball one. And uh, I don't want to get too ahead of myself because I think Maddie can do it. But if she can't, Alyssa Brown's on deck. What do you do if you're Patrick Murphy? We'll talk about that. Hopefully it doesn't come to that <laughs> point. Comes, yeah. The 1-0. Morgan takes it high again. Two balls and no strikes. Alabama faithful on their feet. Oklahoma faithful on their feet. And all the locals are just marveling at the game they're watching. <laughs> And now the 100th pitch of the ball game about to be thrown by Juarez. 2-0. Morgan swings and misses. Two balls and one strike. Green light there to Morgan going for the rise. And I look over at Patrick Murphy. Hands motioning down. Telling Maddie, you're a little bit too amped. Calm down. That being said, if she had made contact with that swing, uh, the ball would have been destroyed. 2-1. Morgan takes it for a strike, two and two. And I'll set the table a little bit more. Maddie Morgan had the solo home run against LSU that basically won the SEC outright. Maddie Morgan had a three-for-three three day with three runs driven in against Texas. Bama won by three to advance here. By two, excuse me, yeah. to advance here. She can be a hero with a base hit. The two-two. Morgan fouls it off. We'll do it again, two balls and two strikes, and good job there by Maddie to stay alive. I'm looking at Patrick Murphy. He's talking to Caroline Hardy. I think if this at-bat doesn't work out for Alabama, we will see Hardy pinch hit for Alyssa Brown. Yep. Here comes the 2-2. Morgan pops it up and foul ground. Third base side. Romero's there. She makes the catch. There's two down. Mm. It's one of the few that wasn't hit right at somebody. And we will see Caroline Hardy. And how about this potential story? <laughs> <laughs> the senior from Vestavia Hills, Caroline Hardy, comes out of the dugout. Hardy on the year, batting 207, 12 of 58, six runs scored, two doubles, five homers, 16 runs driven in. One of those home runs coming against Arizona back in February in Tucson 
She has performed well against some of the, the elite teams, including a bases clearing three RBI double against Arizona State in regional play. She's got to attack. Struck out against Juarez to end the game on Thursday. Can't let Juarez pitch to you. You have to go after her. First pitch to Hardy is low and away for ball one. But another reason also that you may go to Hardy in this situation, one of the best eyes on the team. Yes. Amazingly, Juarez has not walked anybody in this game. And maybe two three-ball counts this afternoon. The 1-0. Hardy takes it low again. Two balls and no strikes. Got to give her the green light here. Yeah. A walk would be great, but at the same time, if you get something to drive right here, and here comes Jen Rocha to talk about things with Juarez, but get something to drive right here. This is an amazing game, and if Alabama wins, we have to play again in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know if I can take it. I know I can't. <laughs> I need to be sedated right now. So you have Rocha out talking with Juarez and Elam. Patty Gasso talking with the rest of the infield. JT Gasso out talking with the outfielders. Just mass conference. Yes. Patrick Murphy and Allison Habits talking with KB Sides, Chloe Anderson, and Caroline Hardy. And it doesn't matter where this base hit goes. If there's a base hit, Patrick Murphy is sending Chloe yes. Anderson. Yes. Unless it's an infield single, I think Chloe's going to try to score. The 2-0. Mm. Oh, hits out the outside corner. 2-1. That's a pitch that's been called a ball a couple times for fouts, but Juarez getting the benefit there. Got to be careful. This feels like a change-up zone. I see Rocha mix it up with that pitch here. 2-1 pitch to Hardy. Swung on and missed. 2-2. Two and two. Didn't. No. And that was maybe the fastest Juarez pitch I've seen today at 67. All right, Carroll. Dig in. Hardy gets back in. Right-handed batter's box. The 2-2. Two -two. Hardy, oh, takes it in the dirt. Neelam almost had that squirt past her, but kept it in front, and the count is full, three and two now on Hardy. What a great take by Hardy, because that's the pitch that got her swinging on Thursday. Yeah. That drop change away. Oh, man, Tom. Payoff pitch to Hardy. That one is lined through to center field for a base hit. Go! Chloe comes home. The throw is through. by Caroline Hardy, and we're playing again in 30 minutes. My goodness, the senior Caroline Hardy singles through into center field. Chloe Anderson comes in to score. Your final score, Alabama 1, Oklahoma nothing, forcing the if-necessary game for all the marbles for a chance to go to the championship series of the Women's College World Series. Oh, my goodness, Gray. First hit ever in her career at the Women's College World Series for Caroline Hardy. Wow. What a story. I mean, <laughs> do you need a minute? Yes, I do. Oh, my goodness. What a job by Caroline Hardy. 
I mean, can I just say, she is, uh, she's faced a lot oh my this gosh. season in yes. her career. Been a lot of people. Anytime she comes up to the plate, you'll see it somewhere. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Well, oh, yes, people. Oh, yes. Caroline Hardy, the hero. and. God, I need to go to the back. We need to collect ourselves. We, we have to do this again in 30 minutes. <laughs> they just said 45 minutes from now. Oh, we, thank goodness. So we got it a couple extra minutes to oh, collect man. ourselves. But Alabama wins again as they try to just scratch and claw and fight their way out of the loser's brackets. And it'll be Alabama and Oklahoma one more time. And a little bit of analysis that's not just me sobbing here in the booth. <laughs> that was a really tough pitch. A drop ball low and away. That's the pitch that Hardy usually strikes out on. Yeah. But she somehow got bat on barrel. Patrick Murphy doesn't give a rip. Sends Chloe Anderson. It was a little <laughs> bit closer than I would have wanted. Yes. As Patrick Murphy was running around the field. But the throw wasn't in time. Anderson slid in safely, and we are still, still, by some miracle, Tom, we're still alive. Still alive is the Alabama Crimson Tide, and it'll be the Crimson Tide and Oklahoma one more time for all the marbles, a chance to go to the championship series of the Women's College World Series. For Alabama, one run on four hits, two errors, two runners left on for OU. No runs on four hits, no errors. Eight runners left on base. Montana Fouts gets the victory. Complete game. G. Juarez takes the loss. Also a complete game. Just her second loss of the year. Yes. We'll take a timeout, collect ourselves, and come back with the Regents Bank postgame report right after this here on the Crimson Tide Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Here comes the payoff. Runner goes. The ball's caught at third. They'll throw back to first. Double play. Alabama gets out of it once again. Line drive shot by Grace Green. Maddie Morgan with the catch behind the third base bag. As I said, the runner was going, and she was doubled off toast at first base. One, two. Swing and a miss. Strike three. Got her with her eyes, and that will do it for the Sooners here in the top of the eighth. Off pitch to Hardy. That one is line through to center field for a base hit. Go! Chloe comes home. The throw is not in time. And Alabama walks it off. Sold a single by Caroline Hardy. And we're playing again in 30 minutes. My goodness, the senior Caroline Hardy singles through into center field. Chloe Anderson comes in to score. Your final score, Alabama 1, Oklahoma nothing. This copyrighted broadcast is an exclusive presentation of Learfield IMG College under the broadcasting rights granted by the University of Alabama. Reuse of this presentation is prohibited without the express written consent of the University of Alabama and Learfield IMG College. Announcers are provided by Learfield IMG College and approved by the University of Alabama. The pinch hitter, Caroline Hardy, provides the walk-off single to bring home the pinch runner, Chloe Anderson, and Alabama wins against Oklahoma by a final score of one to nothing, handing the Sooners just their fourth loss of the season and forcing the if-necessary game. And we have just been told first pitch of that if-necessary game with the winner going to the Women's College World Series uh, Championship Series coming up at 7.35. So our airtime here on the network will be 7.25 for that matchup between the Tide and the Sooners. So much to talk about here during the Regents Bank postgame report. Tom Canterbury alongside Gray Robertson. Eight innings. The eight, the number eight continues to factor in for Alabama. 
And Montana Fouts in the circle gets the complete oh. game in eight innings. And Caroline Hardy with the RBI single. And Chloe Anderson scores after Reagan Dykes, the senior, gets the single to start things off in the eighth inning. A beautiful sacrifice bunt laid down by the freshman, Skylar Wallace, and then the senior, Caroline Hardy, with the walk-off single to win the ball game. Just, wow. Where do I start? <laughs> it's hard to find uh, what to talk about here, but there's so much just high-quality high softball. Can I just say the it factor again? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is a team that did not reach base from the first to the seventh inning yeah. against one of, if not the, oh no, not the, Rachel Garcia is the, but one of the best pitchers in America. 18 straight set down by G. Juarez, and Alabama just kept fighting and plugging away all the credit in the world to Montana Fouts, which oh she was gosh. able to do. It was it was not pretty at times. She had to fight and claw her way through. But to hold this Sooner team to four hits and and, and consider how many times they had chances. They yeah. were oh, they had five innings today where they had runners in scoring position, but were zero for eight. Yep. Whew. What what a performance by everyone on this team. The 60th win of the season for the Crimson Tide, and now Alabama one game away from the championship series of the Women's College World Series. Here are the final stats from today's ball game. First for Oklahoma, they fall to 56 and 4 with the loss. No runs on four hits, no errors, eight runners left on base. Sydney Romero was one for four. Uh, Fale Avu was 0 for 3. Callie Clifton was 0 for 4. Jocelyn Allo was 1 for 2 with two walks. Grace Green was 0 for 3. Shay Knighton 1 for 3. Nicole Mendez 1 for 3. Lindsay Elam was 0 for 2. Kylie Lumberg was 0 for 1. And Grace Lyons was 0 for 3. In the circle, G. Juarez, 7 and 2 thirds innings, 4 hits, 1 run. It was earned, no walks, and 8 strikeouts. Mm. 109 pitches and 79 strikes. So she finally started throwing some balls at the toward the back half of the ball game because I we're not we're not exaggerating she had thrown maybe four balls through the first three innings yeah I think it was 35 pitches and 31 strikes yeah just insane and but Alabama was patient with her and yeah. I, I and we wonder as as we decompress what just happened <laughs> and then realize we have to do this again right. in like 30 minutes uh-huh. will we see Giselle Warras again for Oklahoma I think they have to throw her right I mean she's got a day of rest I would be pretty shocked if we saw anybody but Juarez for OU. It could be. I mean, we saw Lopez warming up throughout the game. I would think you'll see Crystal Goodman for Alabama, but yeah. I, who knows? At this point, we'll just see what happens. For Alabama, they improved to 60-9 and nine with the victory. One run in the eighth inning. One run on four hits, two errors, two runners left on for the Tide. KB Sides was 0 for 3. Bailey Hemphill 1 for 3 as she does expend, extend her on-base streak now to 41 straight games. She's reached base. Kaylee Tao, 1 for 3. Claire Jenkins, 0 for 3. Mary Schroeder, 0 for 3. Reagan Dykes, 1 for 3. Chloe Anderson, as a pinch runner, scored the only run in the ball game. Skylar Wallace was 0 for 2, but laid down a beautiful sacrifice bunt to help get Wallace into scoring position. Maddie Morgan was 0 for 3. Alyssa Brown, 0 for 2. And Caroline Hardy, as a pinch hitter, 1 for 1 with the game-winning walk-off RBI. In the circle for Alabama, Montana Fouts, 8 innings, 4 hits, no runs, 4 walks, and 5 strikeouts. 143 pitches and 87 strikes 
Time of the game, 2 hours and 33 minutes, 9,046. Here to see it at USA Softball Hall of Fame Stadium, OGE, OGE Energy Field in Oklahoma City, Alabama. Gets the 1-0 victory, forcing the if-necessary game against Oklahoma coming up. Uh, at 7.35. Again, we'll be on the air at 7.25 for that matchup. And greatest thing about what Montana Fouts has done in less than 24 hours, she has shut out two of the best offenses in all of college softball in Arizona and Oklahoma. The two best offenses. Right. Excuse me, yes. And she... <laughs> Wow. It's just, and by the way, she's a freshman, but somehow not the freshman of the year. Yeah. What, man, I wish I could say things, but we would get fined. <laughs> Montana Fouts is a gamer, a baller, and a beast in the circle. Yeah. And just what we've seen from her, from this team, it's really crazy. It, it, I mean, this is a team that no one believed in. No. No one. And you could understand it at the beginning of the year when you were picked eighth because there were a lot of questions. There were a lot of youth on this team. There were questions. But Alabama continues, as they have all season long, to prove it again and again and still get, not getting the respect. The eighth overall national seed. You're watching all the, the promos from ESPN. Very rarely is an Alabama player shown in those promos uh, unless it is a Even game. Even for today. <laughs> it's like they had to because Alabama was the only game being shown. But uh, it's just – it. And but this team doesn't care about it. This team is just here to show that they belong, and they have certainly done that, regardless of what happens in game number two, which I think Alabama has a great chance of winning. I do too. But it is a uh, as regardless of what happens there, this team has shown that they are one of one of the best teams in the in the in the entire nation. Won the SEC by four games, and now they are one game away from the championship series of the Women's College World Series. That's going to do it for this broadcast and the Regions Bank post game report. Regions Bank is a proud sponsor of the Crimson Tide and the official bank of the Southeastern Conference. The general manager of the Crimson Tide Sports Network is Jim Carabin. Our studio engineer has been Jerry Kelly. For my broadcast partner, Gray Robertson, I'm Tom Canterbury, saying thank you for joining us as Alabama defeats Oklahoma 1-0 to force the if-necessary game. We'll be back with you in, uh, let's see, about 22 minutes as Alabama will take on Oklahoma in the if-necessary game. 725 will be the airtime. 735, the first pitch for Alabama and Oklahoma. Until then, roll tide from Oklahoma City. Well, there you have it. The top five Alabama softball moments of 2019 is concluded, and it concludes with the moment that makes you tear up. As we talked about in the intro, storylines and and just everything we know about the people involved, it was amazing. Gray openly weeping on, on yes. Yeah. And, and admitting to it wasn't as right. bad as the game after no. that, <laughs> which will not be on the highlight no, reel. It won't quite make that. This, this is not, that did not make the moments list, no. but this is the only one that was on all 15 ballots, six first place votes. It got yours. Yes. I'm going to admit that. Yeah. And I mean, it deserved it because what else can we say about it? Yeah. Again, the, all the circumstances that led up to it, the fact that you're having to play Oklahoma again in Oklahoma City after you played them on the first day and, and they beat you 3-2 to two in a, just a, an outstanding softball game again. And then, you know, getting, the, that, getting that win, uh, the way that it happened, uh, you mentioned, you know, how Alabama almost made it happen in the seventh inning. Uh, but then Montana Fouts, which he was able to do in the circle, and then Caroline Hardy getting the hit 
After going down 0-2 in the count. Yes. <laughs> Which is like dangerous, flashing right. red lights. Right. That is, oh no. And on a pitch that has historically been the one that has gotten Hardy swinging. Right. And not this time. No, it didn't. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start welling up. And, right. And so that concludes the rankings of a season full of moments and memories. And we've talked about it on podcasts and on the air and how special the team was and how much fun it was for us to get to tag along on all this with, with our support staff friends and a, and a great coaching staff and a great group of players. But, I mean, is it crazy to think that with the schedule we've got coming up in 2020 – there could be 20 nominees for moment of the year next season. I, I definitely think so. You know, the the knock on this team, rightly or wrongly, I think wrongly, but was the non-conference schedule strength. That won't be an issue no. in 2020 uh, by any uh, stretch of the imagination. You know, you have uh, the freshmen coming in, an opportunity to play Team USA in, a, in an exhibition throughout the year. There's just so many things that are coming up in 2020 to where – you know, as I said, I, I don't I don't know if I could have been any more proud of the of the team team twenty three, even if they had won the World Series the way that the way that this happened. But it was obviously a you know a tough pill to swallow the way that the the next game, the yeah. if necessary game, happened against Oklahoma. I think had the schedule been a little bit different, I personally and I've thought this even before Alabama was a part of it, but. Uh, I think the if necessary games should be played the next day. Mm-hmm. I think you should have a you know a, a built-in day off on the Monday. If no, if there's not an if necessary game needed, then everyone just gets a day off. If there is, you play that game then. Because I really think the fact that Alabama had to turn right around and play Oklahoma again 45 minutes later, as they're uh, trying to clear the stadium and get 15,000 people back into the stadium, move dugouts, move dugouts, frantic. It it, it seemed unnecessarily frantic. Yes. Um, even if the, even if there was maybe an hour or an hour and a half break in between, because Oklahoma scored their, their runs in the first inning right. of game number, uh, you know, at least some of their runs, you know, kind of got, got the game off where you're in a hole to start off with the, the results might've been different. Now, I don't know if, you know, Oklahoma still may win the game. Alabama still would have to beat UCLA two out of three. <laughs> and they, who knows? And I mean, so who knows about all that? But, uh, you know, things could have been different if the schedule was a little bit different. I will throw something out about that not to go off to side tangent off but you know this last time that's what we do yeah most of you are going to hear from us <laughs> until until the season starts yeah. so softball can do that now now maybe back in the old days i'm not sure when the new bracket was put in but back in the old days softball wasn't drawing the numbers yeah. and you had to keep things right up against each other right to keep the viewers now yeah softball can afford to have a day May, even if even if the day's not used, right, the audience will come back for the championship sure. series. Softball has grown; it will continue to grow, mm-hmm. and I think that it's time for certain things, maybe committees and and certain parts of the postseason, and just a lot of things of the sport to catch up to the fact that college softball is pretty popular in right. the public. There's a lot more scrutiny now because there's a lot more. The, the sport itself is more popular. There's a lot more interest in it nationally even if you don't have a, a dog in the fight as far as who who is in the games uh to where there's going to be more scrutiny on selection committees there's going to be more scrutiny about how things are run uh, outside of the game itself and you know that you don't i don't think you should you you don't need to have uh, manage the event as though it's you know you know what's going on 
down at Sokol Park. Right. You know, and you got to get these games in no matter. It's like you. You're you a can, priority now. Right. 100% you're a priority. And you talk about scrutiny. Softball's changing because when we come back to start the year, one of the topics we're going to discuss is something I never thought I'd ever have to talk about in softball, but coaches on the hot seat. Oh, yeah. Nicky Dean at Auburn is feeling his, his mm-hmm. booty warmed up just a little bit. Right. And that's because things are getting so big that in the past, when just making the NCAA tournament work, that's not good enough anymore. Right. And, and if you're not making it to supers, well, gosh, time Oof. to time to make a change. I mean, yeah. things are changing so fast. And, and the World Series and really the NCAA part of that, and, and I'm not as much of a critic as the NCAA is most in terms of a lot of things that they do, but it's time for the NCAA to help softball catch up with how the rest of the world views the sport. Right, yeah, and... You know, there's going to be a lot of a uh, lot of eyes on college softball this year because of you know the Olympics. Right. There's going to be a lot of you know people are going to be thinking about softball. You know, most of of this year. I mean, how many of our games in Clearwater are going to be on Big ESPN? Right, multiple. Yeah, at least. Right, and then I, you know I would like to see some more of those non-conference games earlier on, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being shown. I know you, you're kind of running up against basketball some of the time. And uh, I, I just think that there is a, there is a window to play to, to show some, some softball in there along with the basketball. In my I opinion. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. I mean, we're biased. We have a softball right. podcast. So. Right. We do, but yes. you know, I, but I, I think we speak for a lot of people who listen to this podcast and, and when a sport's growing like this, you know, make it easier for regular folks who maybe don't know how exciting yeah. softball is right. to, to watch and to see higher quality games. Because there's no doubt Alabama, Oklahoma game three of the Women's College World Series is a lot higher quality and probably more entertaining if you've got at least three, two, two to three hours or a full day in right. between game two. Yeah, because I mean, if, if you come back the next day, Montana Faust is pitching for Alabama. Right. Heck, I, yeah. like, you know, three hours, maybe. I mean, she might start. Yeah, I mean, no, it's knows? possible. Right. Now, again, you're giving Oklahoma an extra day, too. So, right. you know, they're and I'm not saying Alabama wins if, if if all this stuff happens. But, you know, you might have had more of an opportunity. Maybe. Anything else you'd like to say about the top five before we wrap up? this? Just just say a thanks to our, our committee. Yes. For uh, our anonymous committee for uh, coming together and helping us out with that. And you know who you are. Right. And it was uh, a lot of fun. This was a, uh, you know, appreciate everyone listening to the podcast in general. You know, something that's great been, first year. Yeah, something that's been growing um, along with with our broadcast. Thank you for listening, and uh, thanks to thanks to you, Gray, for uh, helping helping elevate the product. Well, thank you, Tom, Absolutely. because you're you're voting as well and your co-hostery and whatnot. <laughs> we we make a good team. This works. Yes, I think and so. We've got we've got one more year together, and and let me just we'll do a little preview. When the non-conference schedule steps up, and when things happen, like you know, Team USA coming to Rhodes. Yeah, the box boys are going to be ready. So we've got a lot that's going to happen this right. season. We might actually finally get our podcast on a beach in Clearwater. Maybe, oh, yeah. Yeah, possibly. we can do that. We figured out how to go mobile now. And, sure. and who knows? Maybe we'll get some live chats with past guests and yeah. whatnot. And maybe Kat Osterman will yeah, stop by. Yeah, maybe guys. so. You know, we, we might have an end with a certain friend of Kat Osterman yeah. who might, you know, might be able to help us out with that. You know, we might, might get our uh, long awaited, uh, Podcast with the other softball podcasts that are the around. podcast of Palooza, right. podcast of Palooza could on be a beach. happening. 
Oh, All wow. of my dreams coming true. Everything happening at once. Pick your weapon. Just kidding. Hopefully no lava flows. <laughs> no, no. That's that's a, that's a deep cut for about five people. <laughs> that's, that's inside those jokes. five are laughing. Inside jokes. That's and I am crying inside. <laughs> <laughs> that's it for the Alabama softball top five moments of 2019. As we mentioned, more moments are coming in 2020. We'll see you at trivia night. Yes, you that's know. right. We should we should do a plug. If you want to see the podcast live, yes. Alabama softball trivia night. That's coming up Saturday, January 25th, Tuscaloosa River Market. And so, uh, you know, get, get on rollside.com if you have a, if there's any tables available, you know, come on down, help support the softball team and uh, come see uh, out of the box live. Yes. I do have <laughs> my opening joke. Oh, wow. I'm ready. Okay. I've had it ready from the moment Kate Harris asked us to do this together. Wow. I'm excited. It does involve committees <laughs> i'm just shocker hope, right i'm just hoping there are no injuries during musical chairs that has been my goal is every time this has happened the musical chairs gets very do we also play very competitive no we are just commentating on oh it. even better right no it's great but the, we're gonna thrive this is but, gonna be great this yeah. is our emmy but the players get involved and it's, it's, it's very it's very competitive i'm just let's not have a musical chairs injury please okay so if you're coming to trivia night <laughs> bring a cast possibly just you know for measures and you right. know just just to make sure be safe right you know? yes that's what i'm saying don't you know have a wheelchair on standby just in case <laughs> it's it's for a cake let's let's everyone calm down is all i'm saying well okay <laughs> i have a joke there but we okay, need to go right, because right, yeah we've concluded the out of the box top five moments of alabama softball in 2019 you heard the top five next time you hear us we'll be previewing 2020 and then diving in to the college softball season, I cannot wait. I know you can either, Tom. Oh, I've been I've been ready since. I needed about a week to to decompress after Oklahoma City, uh, but I've been ready since Me since too. like June, like late June. I mean, all right, let's play. Let's, let's go. Let's do it. Let's right. do it now. So for Tom Canberra, I'm Gray Robertson. Next time you hear us, it'll be softball season. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.